Good morning. Welcome back to Go Crazy at the Nurses Roundtable. My name is Gary. And I'm Kara. And we are here today to talk about all subjects nursing. So what's going, what are we going to go crazy with today? Going over nursing retention today, I believe, right? Yes. Right now, 60% of nurses work in hospitals. And so I think that it's important that we discuss how hospitals are handling retention right now. What do you think, what kind of job are they, are the hospitals doing in retention? It's the biggest topic that I've seen in staffing as far as hospitals right now. Everybody's talking about retention from physicians to MAs. I don't know. I think I would say that historically we stayed because we wanted a good retirement or we wanted a good, you know, pension plan. And as corporations move forward, the pensions are changing. It's not a pension anymore. It's a 401k or something else related. And the pay isn't that great. And people are starting to realize that the pay is just not enough for the work. I think that's part of that. That's part of the primary issue is that the pay doesn't necessarily commensurate <laughs> with the work that nurses are doing right now because I don't know that people realize the physicality that's involved with being a nurse. And I think that's part of the I think that's part of the perception of nurses is that they're passing medications and they're documenting, they're on the computer, and the playing the cards comment. Mm -hmm. That went around the world. Nurses were furious about that because somebody said, oh, you're sitting around playing cards. And that's just not the case. It doesn't matter day or night. If you work the day shift or the night shift, nurses are not sitting around. Who has time? I think people don't realize that our job is not a 12-hour with breaks kind of job. Right. You know, um, yesterday I worked in urgent care. And Mm -hmm. from 8 a.m. or about 7.45 till 8.15, 8.20, because obviously our job doesn't end if there's still a patient in clinic and I think all of us took maybe two two 10-minute to 15-minute breaks there was no time in between the fluctuation of patients to really sit down and eat I mean I ate in front of my computer and that's everyone's daily life that's no surprise to any anyone who works in the medical field so retention I think when we can look at the pros the pros of staying with a company why do people stay like why would you stay Gary what what kept you on the floor for so many years it was the nurses the nurses I worked with, oh, I loved them. I loved all of them, uh, even the ones that didn't like me. I still, I loved them. From the first time that I became a nurse, I loved the nurses. I worked, my first position was night shift. I worked night shift for three years, definitely paid my dues. And I worked night shift in an uh, intermediate progressive care unit, sort of an ICU step-down unit. And on the night shift, there were predominantly Indian and Asian nurses, and these were a little bit older nurses, and I loved them. They were the best teachers. They taught me so many things, and they were so loving. They would hug me, and when I would get to work, they would greet me with a hug, and they were tough, don't get me wrong. They were tough. They taught me so many things. They taught me how to infuse potassium. That's a fun story. <laughs> Make sure you hang potassium with the fluids, right? And uh, they just taught me, you know, about drips. And they taught me all of those technical skills that you need when you're a newer nurse and you're coming out of school and you've graduated and you have your degree and you're ready to go and you're so excited. But then your skills, your technical skills, 
you really have to work on. And so I worked with all of these nurses on the night shift, and they were amazing, just some of the best teachers. And I loved it. I just, it was just so wonderful to me. I was so happy there. But tell me, tell me about you. Tell me about how you worked with, how you, why you stayed so long in your area in pediatrics initially? I think because I did so much travel internationally and I worked with a lot of different organizations with uh, impoverished um, communities around the world, like in Africa and India and mm-hmm. stuff. And I saw so much devastation with the children that I I wanted to learn more so that I could be more useful in the world, right? Yes. And San Antonio is very diverse with population and we have a lot of indigenous and there's a huge underserved population here in San Antonio. Yes. Now, or it's like the surrounding counties that we bring in. I think we cover like 58 counties. We do. We do. Like all the way in South Texas and even in crossing the border. Yes. And so we get a high influx of We immigrants. get a high influx of immigrants from all over the world, really, that cross yeah. down. Even though they're crossing the border in Mexico, they're coming from well, all have, over the world. We have lots of refugees as well. So the, the hospital that I picked was, you know, a county hospital that serves that serves all that serves these populations. Right. And so you see just a little bit more diverse diversity in the type of medicine that you're getting to practice, mm-hmm. and then also we're trauma. And when I started, I thought this is going to be such a good learning opportunity that I can take with me all right. over the world. <laughs> And then I just fell in love with also obviously the people that I work with. You know, you have mm-hmm. so many nurses that have been there for forever and they just teach you all the tricks and you see how much how much of their heart and soul and their blood and sweat has gone into yes. the work that they do. And you just idolize them and want to be just like them. I work night shift. So being with these little kids when their parents can't stay oh, at yes. night because they have to go to work the next day and they have other kids that they have to take care of and being able to be the one that holds them at night and takes mm-hmm. care of them and you yes. know, tells them stories and changes their dressings and with real tenderness, you know, and compassion. I think I just fell in love with doing that. And then you grow your skills at the same time, not only as an independent, as an independent woman, right? Be, or a person, man, man or right. woman, being able to walk into just random people's rooms and getting to know them in their most deepest, like yes. worst experiences of their lives, right? Because right. you're getting all up in their personal business. Mm-hmm. And and then being confident and being able to do that and show love and compassion and, and be good at what you do. The biggest thing is how much I cared about my patients. And I just didn't have the heart to leave my patients. Even if I was so tired at the end of the shift, if there were still things that needed to be done, and that's what I mean about the physicality. If it was the end of the shift and they needed, the nurses needed help with a patient, either moving them in bed or helping them to the bathroom or any of those things, I would try, and I think all nurses are this way. We have this mentality that we want to help each other and we'll go the extra mile. We'll stay. We'll, and then we'll go back and we will help lift the patient or move the patient and um, help it, take care of. Put in that last IV. Yeah, put in that last IV. Yes, there'll be someone who will say, hey, can you help me start an IV on this patient? He just lost his line or working in oncology the port, if there was any type of an issue and we needed to clear the line, then we'd have to put in an IV. And so someone would say, hey, can you put in a line? Because our uh, specialty services who normally would do that, they're busy right now. Right. Or the charge nurse in the ICU who would normally be able to come do that for nurse 
for our for our unit was busy. She was in a code. <laughs> we would so we would have to either do it ourselves or you want to get someone on your floor who was the best person to go ahead and start the IV. So that's something that we would stay and start the IV. So I think that that's an ongoing we it's the physicality putting an IV isn't necessarily it doesn't involve the physicality as much but working on the floor is a very physical job you're going back and forth and with hospitals as big as they are these days the units are pretty big I think it's important that we stay organic when we talk about these things we're talking about nursing retention something that everyone is quiet about no one wants to say up front if you look at so many different websites and reports and articles, uh, they will give you a list of what's going on. And they always list pay as the last concern of nurses. So they'll list nursing workload, nurse-to-patient ratios as uh, top concerns of nurses, safety, nurse-to-patient ratio, and then at the very bottom, pay rate (laughs) is what they'll say. But I think pay should be at the top. Yeah, I think that's a load of hogwash. That's a nice way of putting it. As if money isn't on the top of everybody's mind right now. It is at the very top of the list. We are in such high inflation as a society. Food is not nearly as cheap as it was even two years ago. And they want to put finances at the bottom. As if we're more worried about nurse to patient ratios. Not that that's not a, a valid concern. We all are. But how many of these nurses are jet setting across the country for $4,000 a week on a travel contract willing to be in an unfamiliar environment, set up on a new computer system of charting, work with all new coworkers. I mean, we all know how important it is to work with nurses and staff that we feel comfortable with. Yes. Meeting all new people in a completely unfamiliar place. And yes, it's fun and it's exotic and it's an experience, but it's exhausting as well. And taking whatever patient load we're given, it doesn't even matter for more money. Why? Because of the money. Not because we're getting, you know... That's exactly right. I do think when it comes to retention, I think one of the things that any employer can learn, and I know it's 60% of nurses work in hospitals. So I don't know if you're aware, but in 2020, when all this crazy business happened with COVID, nursing traveling grew up or grew 35% compared to the previous year, and it's expected to grow another 40% in the future. Here we are seeing all these issues with monkeypox pop up and there's a potential for a polio outbreak. So there's a lot going on. So travel nursing is going to spike again. So how the question remains, how can we retain nurses in their own cities where they are? Right. And I think that most nurses, we talked about this before, that no one wants to leave their home. Mm -hmm. No one wants to leave their families for three to six months. Their dogs, their pets. Who's going to watch them? <laughs> Who's going to watch the dog? Who's going to water my plants? I mean, it, this is a problem. <laughs> what are we going to do? What are we going to get? How, this is making us go crazy having to be travel nurses. But uh, when they're offering, how much were they offering? 4000 to $5,000 a week. You can't compete with that. That's somebody's monthly salary. Exactly. Depending on what area of the country you're living in. So people are evaluating, I'm evaluating, you're evaluating. What sacrifice does my family need to make in order for me to make this kind of money? Because it might not come around again. As we see, it's probably not going away. But what can the facilities do now? Okay, decrease infection risk. Minimize 
um, the risk of infection in the facility. Okay, I think that, yeah, maybe that's somewhere in there, but safeguarding staff. I mean, bullying is a huge problem, and from management down to, you know, coworker from, what yes. is it, your, your parallel line and then yes. your horizontal line, right? Mm-hmm. So your vertical and horizontal. So, I mean, that's a big issue for a lot of people. Nobody yes. wants to deal with being bullied and made fun of at work or right. having a hard time. You know, the motive for advancement, the opportunity for advancement, all these things, I think that hospitals really need to work on that. Yes, and with hospitals being one of the largest, well, the largest employer of nurses right now, 60%, I think we said earlier, that 60% of the registered nurses work for hospitals. And uh, how can hospitals increase their retention? I mean, do you think a bonus would work? Like a quarterly bonus for... I do think a bonus would work because one of the things I've been speaking to a lot of nurses, I've been trying to survey nurses wherever I go, I try to talk to the nurses, whether it's in a clinic, and I have been following different people um, in clinics or hospitals and asking the nurses, so what would keep you here? And what would keep you from leaving? And a lot of them have cited the fact that the hospital is offering five, ten, twenty thousand dollars sign on bonuses to new nurses new coming grads. into the system, new grads, yes. Mm-hmm. And then their staff who's uh, been with them, who have been with them for five, ten years and longer. Right. What are they getting? Exactly. And how hard was it for them to pay back their student loans on mm-hmm. the, I have to work for a county hospital for 10 years and make the minimum payment on my student loan in order to get any kind of loan forgiveness. Meanwhile, yes. working at county, working with the people that nobody wants to work with for the money that nobody wants to make because it's not good money. Maybe good opportunities for learning, building exactly. skills. You become amazing at your job. But I'm making so true. 10 to $20 less an hour than the person working at the private facility that's up the street. That's just not right. So maybe a bonus, but then what about, okay, um, we're going to pay back your student loans. I do think, and I do see some hospitals starting to do that. I know at University Hospital, that was a program they were starting that was becoming very popular mm-hmm. So to get loan forgiveness. Right. Yes. I think, th- so there, it's, it's a multi-pronged subject and there's a multi-pronged solution to this problem Uh, and I think for me I think the starting out I think it's a good start that hospitals are helping nurses pay back their student loans I think that would be a huge incentive and I think it segues us into a really good topic of discussion which is how the medical community is pushing nurses to higher education but they're not paying us more to do it That's exactly right. And on that note, that's going to be part of our go crazy conversation about nursing education requirements. All right. That's all the time we have for today. We'll continue to have our discussions here at the roundtable with Karen Gary. Catch us next time. And remember, whatever life hands you today, don't go crazy. So email us, drop us a line at gocrazy at the nursesroundtable.com. That's go crazy. And remember crazy with a K, go crazy at the nursesroundtable.com. 